The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It's 2.35 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. Brenton Dreger in for Andrew and Jay Lynn. Uh, we have a bit of a, a sports emphasis on the program today, actually. We had the first half hour was was home renovations. Brian Baumler, of course, of uh, HGTV's Brian Inc. will be at the Edmonton Renovation Show this weekend, speaking tonight at 6 and tomorrow afternoon at 1 at the Edmonton Expo Center. But uh, in the next bit, we've got a few different angles on uh, on sports. After 3 o'clock, we've got 6.30 Ched's own Reed Wilkins is on a bit of a fitness challenge with the Y, and uh, he'll be in with a couple of trainers to talk about how that's going and how hard they're working and all that kind of jazz and how you can even get involved in this challenge. And after 3.30, the impact that sports has on kids, their performance in school, some research happening here in Edmonton uh, with kids sports. So we'll get into that a little later on. In this half hour, though, I uh, was kind of curious about something one of our colleagues here at 6.30 Chet is into, uh, obstacle course racing. You're probably familiar. You probably have somebody in your office who does one of those Spartan runs on the weekend or color me, whatever, you know, does one of those, you know, get colored up races or whatever. I'm sounding really out of touch here, but uh, we've got Brendan Maisonov, uh, who is, uh, who loves to do this sort of race and has, and has done some international events and so on. So he, he joins us as well as uh, Austin Azar, who's uh, a highly ranked Edmonton uh, obstacle course racer. So it's happy to be joined in studio by these two fellows to get an idea of what obstacle course racing is and, and how it works. So welcome. How's it going? Right. Good. Thanks for having me. Uh, so first of all, maybe we can start with, I mean, I think people have a bit of an idea of what obstacle course racing is just from hearing some of the terms, uh, but how would you explain what obstacle course racing is? Well, for me, I I would say it's it's a good way to for functional fitness and get kind of like having being a well-rounded athlete. You have to run, you know, there's all sorts of distances, anywhere from 5K to 24 hours, and then... Whew. You have to do obstacles where you have it requires strength and technique and finesse as well. So it's kind of a good, well-rounded sport. Okay. Yeah, and there's all types of different obstacles that you see at different races. Um, anything from carrying to climbing to crawling to, in some events, you're even uh, like cliff jumping and all sorts of stuff. So. Oh wow. Yeah, wide range. Now they're not. Like, I mean, you see some photos of your friends on Facebook who do this on the weekend, and the, I think it's the tough mutter one where you're literally dragging yourself through muddy slop. That's that's is that just one type of race? That's not all of them. <laughs> not all of them have that, but tough mutter pretty much you're guaranteed to get muddy. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. What other types are there? I think I've also heard of the Spartan race is a popular one. What 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 are we talking about here? Yeah, so there's Spartan race which is from what I've seen it's more uh there's less mud but obstacle heavy with more technique. Uh locally here there's X Warrior and it's that's a really good run as well. It's not a mud run but again an obstacle run with lots of uh, strength-based obstacles and technique. Uh as well as the Rise Up challenge which for me that was a that was a good mentally a, a test of my mental strength to get through those ones. So what's that? Mm. That one was it's a uh, locally run locally here by Cody Price. He basically builds builds obstacles from like lots of them was were scaffolding, but he also uses the terrain. 
So the first one I ever did, one of the obstacles was we were duct taped by our hands and ankles and we crawled a mile in the river valley in the middle of the night. So it was a huge, huge test of like mental strength in order to just push through it because we had no idea how far we we had to crawl. Now, uh, not having done any sort of obstacle course racing at all, but I remember even as a kid, my brother and I setting up little obstacle courses in the backyard and timing each other, and that was kind of fun. That was Mm -hmm. a a fun little competition. (laughs) Having your ankles and wrists bound by duct tape and crawling through the river, river valley in the middle of the night, I mean, what's the appeal here? For me, it's just seeing how far you can go, how far you can push yourself. Yeah, that one's definitely like where you want a race where you want to push your limits and see how how much you can personally do and overcome um, your own personal limits. Um, I think the Rise Up one's like a six-plus-hour event or something like that. Yeah, they have a a few different variations. The one I did was the six-hour one, the overnight one. And just like throwing in a different situation, being in the middle of the night, you know, for me, I never ran overnight like that it was like a huge change and definitely a new challenge yeah definitely a big endurance event and i think for a lot of people it's about um like reaching a point in the course where you you want to give up and overcoming that and making it through the to the end and usually that's what that makes you feel really good and uh, you huh. come back for more i wanted to ask you about that because i i i feel like it's not too hard to imagine what it's like to do something really hard and then want to give up but but uh, what does that feel like when, you, when you've reached that point and then you get over the threshold? It's, it's, just a di- it's a completely different feeling getting to like, push your limits and completely empty, empty the tank, but having, still having to finish the race after that. So it, it's like a huge... For, like it's a, the best way I can explain it is it's a, whole, it's a huge sense of accomplishment when you cross the finish line knowing you left everything you had out there and completely smashed past all your limits. Yeah, those points where you, you really want to slow down or even quit, um, each time you overcome those, it's just yeah, a huge sense of personal accomplishment. Um, and you kind of start getting used to that. And like when you get to difficult situations in your life, you're just kind of used to being able to overcome that. Um, so not just from getting to be a better racer doing that becomes better you become better at doing huh. different things in life interesting interesting i want to pick up on that we got to take a quick break but i want to pick up on that when we come back maybe how the skills of obstacle course racing have actually transferred out into quote unquote uh, real life we're talking with two local obstacle course racers austin azar and brendan mazenov of 630 ched we're back in a minute here on the afternoon news Brenton Dreger in for Andrew and Jay Lynn. We're uh, joined in studio by Brendan Mazenov and Austin Azar, two local obstacle uh, course racers, uh, fairly accomplished obstacle course racers as well. Uh, before the break, we were talking a bit about uh, pushing yourself to the limit and some of the, the crazy races you've done, like uh, having your ankles and wrists bound by duct tape and crawling through the river valley for a few hours in the dark. Um, and you, you mentioned that pushing yourself to the limit and then and then refusing to quit and then finishing the race, uh, the feeling that comes with that and, and what it, uh, how that, that lesson can transfer into regular life. So how have you seen that, I guess, pay off in other areas? Yeah, I guess like a lot of these obstacles are really, really challenging for a lot of people. And um, overcoming them, you develop a lot of mental grit that translates over to um, other areas in life um, you just become you know um, 
less prone to um, giving up when difficult things arise. Um, so yeah, I think like, and there's a tremendous amount of personal accomplishment that comes with uh, overcoming these obstacles, and you start to like overcoming tough challenges. Can you think of like a specific <clears throat> example where you where you thought, oh, you know what, that, that racing has really helped because I made it through this as well. <laughs> kind of. That's I mean, at school, like you're working on an assignment or a paper, and you <laughs> you're like. Um, want to give up on this is getting too much you just have that extra drive to keep going and push through hmm. okay how did you get into the now both of you have a, an athletic background i mean how did you get into this what what is your athletic background and what made you decide to try obstacle course racing well for me i played baseball throughout high school that was my primary sport uh, but coming into university i was coming off two shoulder surgeries and hadn't really been able to work out at all and then my friend actually tricked me. She huh. presented Tough Mudder as just like a fun thing to do as a group for the, our group of friends. And she told me it was a relay. So I kind of blindly signed up, seeing the obstacles, thinking that'd be a kind of a cool experience. And then I signed up and she told me she was kidding. And it was 16 kilometers, which I'd never ran anywhere close to that <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so that started a, a whole new fitness like a different like a fitness trend for me i embraced completely eating clean uh i started running like i never for baseball i never had to run more than 2k ever for hmm. even practices so right. training so to, 360 feet right around yeah. the bases that, that's <laughs> why i always used to joke i played baseball because i never had to run more than 180 feet <laughs> <laughs> what about you austin um growing up mainly my hockey background was that was the main sport I played um, I played tons of other sports too just trying to be the most well-rounded athlete I, I could be and that turned out to be really great training for obstacle course racing um, I ended up being um, pretty good at the obstacles when I first went into it but I was a terrible runner I'm <laughs> mm. um, kind of hmm. like Brennan I would like <laughs> I ran probably two or three K going into my first obstacle course race so <laughs> it's kind of like a slap in the face when I hit the 1k mark and was like just gassed um, so yeah I've been I mean been working on running a lot to get better at obstacle racing overall. The two main parts to obstacle uh, course racing, if you break it down, is running and obstacles. And <laughs> chances are, in your first one, you're not going to be great at both. Um, you might mm. be a really good runner. You might be really good at obstacles. Um, so you're going to find a weakness exposed when you do your first race, and then you kind of got to go back to the drawing board and figure out how you want to train for the next one. Hmm. Mm -hmm. so, what, so what kind of obstacles uh, do you <clears throat> enjoy, and which ones do you hate? Well, I, to be honest, for the Tough Mudders I've ran, there's, their obstacles are big and intimidating, so it forces you to face your fears, like cliff jumping and that kind of thing. So I like pushing myself to things that I've never, I wouldn't do in my everyday life. So I, I like doing the cliff jumping and the wall, like the walls are fun. They're pretty standard and for the obstacles, but they had one obstacle down in Vegas at World's Toughest Mudder 2016. And my favorite, it was my favorite one. It was a double trapeze bar. So you were 15 feet over water and you had to jump off the platform and swing from one trapeze bar to another and then Ooh. all the way across the pit of water onto a mat. And for me, that was just super fun just because it was a combination of hand-eye coordination and like I, I still, like I don't love heights still, but I, well, I still can do them. So getting to face that drop even up just 15 feet. Do you uh, know what the obstacles are going to be before you show up? Or like, how do you practice for that if you, there's some curveballs like that? For a race like that, we have an idea. They for World's Toughest Mudder, they did the last two years, they've done a puzzle piece reveal. So there's a community on Facebook and the course director will 
set a challenge for the group, and once we've met that challenge, he'll give us a piece of the puzzle. So we'll get to see parts oh, of the map okay. individually. Hmm. What about you, Austin? Favorites or uh, least favorite obstacle? Uh, favorite obstacles are the ones that are probably like climbing based. Um, I used to rock climb quite a bit too um, before doing obstacle course racing. And so like they have obstacles they call uh, rigs, usually at Spartan races where it's a mix of like grabbing rings and ropes and bars and you got to make your way across without falling off. Okay. Um, and then kind of like the Tough Mudder obstacle he's talking about um, where you got to swing on this trapeze bar and then ring a bell. That was one of the coolest obstacles I've ever done too. And pretty intimidating. Uh, so it feels pretty good every time you make it through that obstacle. Um, in terms of least favorite, uh, I don't like barbed wire crawls. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> the ones where you got to crawl underneath barbed wire, and they tend to be at almost every obstacle course race I go to. Um, so you're either getting really muddy and it slows you down and it's hard to run after when your shoes are caked in mud. Um, and sometimes, like the last obstacle course race I did, the barbed wire crawl was all sharp rocks, and so oh, you're, yeah. you're getting cut up. Oh. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, that 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 one was a tough that was a tough barbara i call that one hurt but mm-hmm. so i think still my least favorite obstacles are anything to do with electricity I, really <laughs> what there's live electricity yeah, yeah. T- it's the tough mutter signature their finishing <clears throat> obstacle is it's about a 30 foot w- long kind of tunnel with live wires that you have to run through there's mud on the ground and sometimes hay bales you have to jump over and there's not a ton of ways to avoid it so you just kind of got to wear it as you go through some of the races you can you can avoid the electricity too if you do the obstacles well. Um, there's some you can't. <laughs> oh, good. You can't avoid it. But <laughs> that's uh, reassuring. There's some. There was one they had that was really cool back in 2016. They called it Operation, and it was like a kind of like an adult version of the game Operation. Okay. Where you reach through and grab a piece and then pull it out without hitting the rim. <laughs> and so you had like this long uh, metal pole, and there was a little hole that you had to feed the pole through and then grab a little ring and pull it out. And you, if you touched the rim at all, you got electrocuted pretty hard too. It felt like you got punched. Ooh. And uh, so it's pretty funny coming up to there and you can just hear people like getting zapped and then yelling. Well, <laughs> oh, that's got to really make you feel uh, optimistic about your chances. Yeah. <laughs> was, was it 2016 as well? That's the one where they had you, just to make an added level of difficulty, they had you standing in water as well. So if the person oh, yeah. next to you got shocked, it would conduct oh. through the water and everyone get in that shocked. line got oh, shocked. Oh no, that's <laughs> yeah. awful. Uh, 2.53, we got to squeeze in another break here, and we'll come back with uh, Brendan and Austin here on Obstacle Course Racing on 6.30 Chad. back to wrap with a couple of local obstacle course racers, accomplished obstacle course racers, Austin Azar and Brendan Mazenouf, who you'll recognize from the 630 Ched uh, newsroom. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left here, but before the break, we were talking about some of the crazy obstacles, like the ones that shock you. You try to play this game of operation and fish out a, 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 a ring from this hole, and if you touch the rim, you get zapped, which just sounds like a really fun athletic competition. Makes me wonder... Have you, like, do you get injured? Have you had significant injuries on these obstacle courses? Um, I personally, believe it or not, I haven't really gotten any bad injuries during it. And I've probably done maybe close to 50 of these events. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've been pretty lucky too. Only a couple minor tweaks, but nothing that take, doesn't what, take what's, too long. What's the waiver like that you have to sign to, <laughs> to, to participate? It's, <laughs> one of the jokes is it's a death waiver. Yeah. Oh. They have an extensive waiver. Okay. Yeah. You don't get your lawyer to look it over or anything first. Uh, how popular are these races in Edmonton? I know I know you, uh, I mean, Austin, you're one of the top-ranked Canadian performers. Brendan, you've traveled internationally. You were at Vegas a month or two ago, well, November maybe. Yeah. Um, 
how popular are these these races in Edmonton? There's a pretty big community here in Edmonton doing um, not just local races that happen here, like the Rise Up, um, X-Warrior, um, there's Spartans in Alberta and Tough Mudder. Um, but I know a lot of people that travel from Alberta to go to races in the U.S. and abroad. Um, so it's pretty cool getting to train with those people doing kind of, you know, obstacle-specific workouts here in the River Valley. Um, and yeah, there's there's quite a hmm. lot of people. Real quickly before I let you go, do you think this will one day be an Olympic sport? And if so, how soon? I could I could see it developing into one. They've got a pretty good template for it with the Obstacle Course Racing World Championships, which was held in Toronto and now in Australia. So I think if they don't go that direction, it'll be a good like a good bet to get in it's just they have to there's so many so much variety within the sport right now they'd have to settle on mm. some commonalities to get it into the olympics hmm. yeah right. they'd have to standardize some type of course to to be able to do mm. to maybe, maybe take the electricity out of it all right well that's all that's all the time we have but thanks a lot for coming in thanks for having yeah, us thanks for having that's, us uh, austin azar and brendan mazano of obstacle course uh racing competitors here in edmonton okay eileen bell is standing by with your three o'clock news the six thirty chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on six thirty chad